I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, welcome back. Familiar haunts. We need to change up the decor a little bit though. Okay. Since. All right. I feel like we need to Whoa. have some championship. Oh my God. Wow. All right. How many rings did we win? Jeez. Wow. Danny Green. Got the whole starting lineup, all right? Kyle's Larry OB fell off already, so I don't know if that's a that's unfortunate. I don't know if that's a bad sign. He's the one that deserves yeah. this the most. So, championship edition. Yeah, ready to do this? Let's do it. Do they, Bob? I trust that Masai is gonna make the right move. I think people are forgetting that OG is a very important part of this team. Preserving that winning environment is gonna be really important. Welcome to Run It Back. This is episode two. We are less than a week away from the Raptors opening their season and their championship defense against the New Orleans Pelicans at home. They're going to be getting rings next week. It's going to be beautiful. Ahead of the season, we want to ask five burning questions about this Raptors season. So we put our heads together, normal size head, yeah, big size right. head. We put our heads yeah, together and came up with five questions that we are looking forward to getting answers for this season. So the first one has to do with Pascal. So obviously, this guy's gone. Yep. Pascal being the number one option, we've talked about this. But the question is, and you pose this, so I'm curious to see what you actually mean, mm -hmm. is that as a number one option, is Pascal more of a DeMar DeRozan or a Kawhi Leonard? What did you mean by this? All right, now first off, I should say, I mean no disrespect to either player, especially not DeMar. It's not fair to compare DeMar to Kawhi. But as it stands, I think the Kawhi experience last season sort of showed that there's a difference between having an elite, elite, elite guy versus having a guy who's very good, all NBA caliber, but not necessarily championship caliber. And I think in, t in terms of thinking about Pascal and his development, it's pretty important for us to think about whether or not he's, you know, on the top, top level or just a little bit lower. And I think in this perspective, he's probably a little bit more of a DeMar type of number one guy in the sense that, you know, I don't know if he has the ability like Kawhi to come in through the clutch all the time, If but... I think he's also a guy who's going to contribute defensively as well, which is something that DeMar just didn't do. And that's something that Kawhi did a lot. You know, Kawhi was like best player in the world level yeah. status. But to put that pressure on Pascal and to expect that from him, you know, he's still growing as a player, right? Like he's going to be thrust right. into this position. Um, maybe not the most ideal position, but it seems like, you know, just from watching the preseason games even, you know, he's comfortable. Like in the preseason games in Japan, he was playing yep. to his own pace. And like you said, it's not just going to be about the offensive numbers, right? Yep. Like I don't think we should be saying that, okay, like he needs to average like 25 and 10 this season. It's about making an impact on both ends of the floor. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I think the one thing that stands out to me too, you know, with DeMar and with Kawhi too, you know, there was always a question of, okay, these guys can get baskets. But what about the playmaking? Mm -hmm. What about kind of making their teammates better? It's those facets of the game that I think Pascal needs to improve in. Yeah, I think sure. the core pieces are there. So I, I am with you. It's more of a DeMar, but I, I, I do think Pascal as a player is going to be able to have more impact as, as a two-way player. Everybody talks about Pascal and OG as 
future pieces yeah. that as they rebuild and move forward and, and flip over the roster. But we kind of forget, I don't know if it's because Fred carries himself like a vet, like he's only 25. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's got his free agency is coming up yep. after this season. And, you know, the next contract that he signs will be for the prime of his career, right? Yep, definitely. Those will be his prime years. He's talked a lot about wanting to be a starter and he's going to get that chance. And I really think that, you know, this is going to be the year that he's going to prove that. And, you know, there's no metric that can measure kind of championship confidence or championship carryover. Yeah. But I feel like the experience that Fred went through, mm -hmm. like, you know, he helped send Milwaukee home, uh, oh, dominated definitely. Steph Curry in the NBA Finals. I do expect, you know, he's going to seize a starting spot yep. during the regular season. And I'm expecting a huge season from him offensively. What about you? Uh, I'm Matt go Thomas? With, no, that's. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't go with Matt yeah, Thomas, I know. quite honestly. The propaganda has to stop at some point. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. He, he did good against the Bulls. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the guy I'm picking is OJ Nanobi, which I don't think he's actually going to step up too much in a scoring type of role. But I think people are going to really miss Kawhi for another reason, which is his defense, right? Like the fact that he could just take on such big defensive assignments on an daily basis. And you can sort of be assured that Kawhi's going to lock down his guy. It's, it's a luxury that we're going to miss as the Raptors, right? And if you look at guys on the Raptors who can actually fill that defensive void, I'm not saying OG's going to be as good as Kawhi defensively. That's just ridiculous. I mean, realistically, OG's the best wing defender on the team. I don't even think it's that close. And they're going to need him on many, many nights. And I think he's going to really shine just with his defense. Because you look at the rest of the starting lineup, Pascal, he's going to be carrying a huge offensive load. Kyle is a little bit smaller. He's a little bit older. You know, they might put Fred at two, which makes the backcourt already super undersized. You're going to need a lot from OG in terms of wing defense. And I think, honestly, OG is going to be very, very important. And that's that defense is going to keep him in the starting lineup. So it's weird to go with a defensive guy for a breakout candidate. But I think people are forgetting that OG is a very important part of this team. One of the things, the main storylines from two years ago was the bench mob. Yes. Right? You remember yes. Fred, CJ Miles, Jakob, yep. Pascal. You know, DeLon. DeLon. You know, that five-man unit was so crucial to the team's success. And I feel like for them to have a good regular season this year, yep. they're going to have to recreate some variation of that. And I'm wondering whether the pieces are there. Let's assume Norm maybe gets the starting two spot to start the season. He should. You're looking at guys coming off the bench. I mean, the two main guys will be Fred and Serge. Again, yep. assuming that Mark takes most of the starter minutes. You've got Terrence Davis. You've got Pat McCall. Yeah. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and then as we go down the list, guys like Stanley Johnson, my man Matt Thomas. Yeah. Out of those, do you feel like there is a five-man unit there that can, you know, maybe not match what the bench mob did two years ago, but mm -hmm. recreate some of that two-way havoc that they were able to create? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, because if you look at the bench mob from uh, 2017, 2018, like, all five of those guys are like solid NBA players now, if not starters. Like Pascal has been obviously turned into a great player. Fred turned out into a pretty good player. Delon is on a starting role now with the Mavericks. Jakob Pertl's on a starting role. CJ Miles, okay, so he's in Washington. He's a little bit older, but still, like these are very, very competent players. And I feel like with the bench this year, I don't really see it the same way. I obviously Fred is better than what Fred was back then. And I would say Serge is better than Jakob Pertl, although Pertl did do a lot of very important things that they bring different elements to the table, Pertl and, and Serge. But the rest of the positions, I don't know. There's no Pascal on this bench. You know what I mean? There is no Pascal on this bench. And um, But at the same time, I feel like a lot of these guys can do certain things, right? Sure. Like, I look at a guy sure. like Rondé. Like, obviously, you're not going to run the offense through Rondé. Nope. But his unorthodox style, like, he's able to create a lot of things 
create a little bit on, on both ends of the floor. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. not, not you can like... You create a turnover here. You can create a turnover <laughs> here, you know. I mean. Yeah, like Matt Thomas can hit a couple jumpers, sure. you know. Yeah. We saw the versatility. We saw the playmaking, the vision in the preseason uh, game. Uh, you against saw the that, not wow. me, man. The propaganda is already back. Yeah, it only the, took one second. two assists. I just feel like there are pieces there, and I'm really curious to see yeah. whether... Obviously, I don't think an all-bench lineup mm -hmm. is going to work, but, you know, yeah, if I'm, you throw in a Kyle, if you throw in a Mark yeah, yeah. with some of these guys to prop up these lineups, like, right. historically, Kyle with, like, any four competent NBA players has been a plus yeah, on sure. the floor during his Raptors era. Mm -hmm. Like, I do feel like, you know, maybe the bigger question isn't that whether they can recreate it, is that they're going to have to find at least three or four pieces off the bench. Yeah, definitely. That works. It's a place where I wanted to be, and it's a place I've been... Um, I've been the most successful in my career. Um, I think it, um, it it works on both sides. One of the major questions this season, obviously, is what they do with the veterans. Uh, I'm just going to ask you straight up MFK style. You got to keep one for the long term. You got to let one walk, and then you got to trade one between Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka. Which way are you going? So I'm going to keep Kyle long term, like we've talked about. I think. Yep. Preserving that winning environment is going to be really important, yep. especially with the Raptors trying to be a play in free agency in two seasons. Yeah. And the fact that they just signed Kyle to a one-year extension. Um, the other one is tough for me between Mark and Serge. You know, I do feel like that Mark has more trade value, especially at the deadline of a contender is looking to add that final piece. So yeah. I would trade Mark and let Serge walk. Honestly, I, I agree with you in terms of Kyle. Um, I mean, let's just be real. Kyle's the best of the three of them right now. The yeah. most productive player. So you want to keep him. Obviously, he has an importance to the franchise. I might look to trade Ibaka instead of Mark, only in the sense that I feel like Mark is a better fit for Pascal in the long run as a front core partner. I know he's a little older, but let's be real. What's he going to do? Lose athleticism? Like, he's going to be fine, right? Uh, and then in terms of Surge, I just feel like he's a slightly smaller contract. He's a little bit younger. And I just see him as a guy that teams really want to grab, a defensively solid five who can score, who doesn't mind coming off the bench or starting a role. You know, Serge would be great. If you want to pay, if you listen, if you want to beat Philly, you got to call Serge Ibaka. Yeah, you know, I will say that I'm not too fussed about whatever decision is going to be just because I trust that Masai is going to make the right move. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not going to make a trade just for the sake of making a trade. Yeah, yeah. Like, Masai's won, like, his last 17 trades. Yeah. So, you know, whatever move he makes will be good for the franchise for this season and moving forward. The last question that I have uh, pertains to Nick Nurse. Do you think Nick is a good, great, average, bad coach? Like, did we learn enough about Nick last season where you're confident that, you know, things that you saw is gonna translate to this season now that Kawhi's not here and maybe the challenge is a little bit tougher for the head coach? Well, okay, I will first preface it by saying that uh, Nick made a lot of great decisions throughout the course of the playoff run that helped the Raptors get to the championship like and win the championship. Uh, you know, if you look at the boxing one that they pulled against Steph Curry, not a lot of coaches are pulling out a boxing one, especially not in the NBA Finals, regardless of the circumstances. They're just not going to do it. Um, you look at him finding the Ibaka and Gasol combo in the Sixers series to win that. You look at him not flinching and making any sort of major adjustments in the Bucks series and also uh, switching Kawhi onto the assignment of Giannis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think... Nick Nurse did a lot of great things in the past. Having said that, though, it is only just one season, and I'm not entirely sold yet. Wow. It's not like it's not like I don't like Nick. I like Nick, yeah. but like I just need to see it on another level. Because I mean, let's be real. Nick got a very, very good team handed to him right off the bat, right? So it's a little hard to judge just based on that one year alone. 
I'm not saying he needs to win another championship for me to believe it, but at the same time, you know, let me see you get 50 wins out of uh, this group without him and without him. You know what I mean? Like, let me see, let me see 50 wins with just these three guys. You'll see 50 wins. So we've gone through the major questions. Now it's time to make our predictions. You ready for this? Yeah, let's reveal. So wins, seeding, and how far they'll go in the playoffs for our millions of fans watching at home. There's definitely millions out there. Yeah. So what I don't actually don't know. We didn't discuss this beforehand. Yeah. You know, we never script our shows. Definitely not. We just come in here, be ourselves, you know, and just make it happen. So tell tell them. I got 51 wins for the Raptors, which has them as the third seed. Realistically, I don't see them passing the second round unless they make a trade. Uh, they're still running it back though. <laughs> so I want to make that clear. Yo, I love your lack of confidence. You're also the person who, after Kawhi hit the shot last year, immediately picked the Bucks to win. All right. We don't want to so, talk about Kawhi and predictions on this so, show. It's uh, too familiar for us right now. All right, what do you have? Yes, what do you have? Do. So I actually have them at 55 wins. Okay, 55. They're going to surprise yeah. and finish with the number two seed. I know everyone's got Philly and Milwaukee as the one-two. Yeah. I just, I just think the Raptors are a really strong regular season team. Sure. And I think they're sure. gonna prove that. And I think they're gonna upset somebody in the second round and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So you're calling them a reg you're, you're calling them a regular season team, but then they're also making they're waiting two rounds yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. You're talking to Mr. 99.8, man. How are they gonna beat uh, Milwaukee again? Just curious. We, we can't talk about that until like episode 27. Kawhi defended the and. Uh, yeah. This is not a playoff right. preview episode, right? All right, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Watch for uh, like what 40 weeks from now. Yeah. We're just holding this up so you can take screenshots. Yeah and make fun of us yeah. in April. So that's it for this week's show. So the Raptors, as I mentioned, are getting their championship rings next week. So we'll be back with next week's episode to recap all of that. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful. I hope I get a ring one day again soon. But yeah, anyway. Wow. Um, shout outs to Gael. Thank you for getting us the bag so we could go to Quebec City. You have any shout outs? Uh, shout out your cousins. Yeah, they're actually, what? My nephews. Oh, your nephews, sorry. Oh, what do you think I am? I forgot you're like mad yeah. old. Shout out to my nephews. What up, Henry Owen? I'm the coolest uncle in the family. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Subscribe, comment, let us know about anything Raptors related. See you soon. Right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.